Hey, Matthew, how are you doing? I'm well, Joe. How are you? Very well, very well. Yeah. Um, obviously, no Stefan Gilmore today. You're a veteran. You kind of know how the business goes. Uh, you know, as a teammate, how, how do you look at when guys either miss practice or hold out or stuff like that, as you guys all, you know, have either been in the boat or know how the business works? Yeah, look, I, I mean, that's a situation that I don't want to get too far into because it's it's frankly out of my business and and I don't under have a full understanding of what's going on there. Obviously you support all your teammates, whether they're here or not. Um, you wish them well, you hope they're doing well physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, hope their families are doing well. And I feel that way about Steph. Uh, and I feel that way about, you know, all the guys that are here as well. So that's a situation and a question um, that you have to ask Steph about, I guess. And just a quick follow-up, going from the OTAs to the mandatory mini camp, uh, what type of change is there? Coach says it's still a learning environment, but the things ramp up a little bit for you guys as you guys are getting ready for training camp? Well, yeah, certainly. I, I think just logistically, you're on the field longer, meetings are longer, the time in the building's longer. So I think you start getting into more of a routine um, that mirrors what the routine would be like during training camp and during the season. Uh, I think the intensity obviously picks up certainly when you have the majority of your team here. So uh, it's exciting to be out there working together. Um, some guys in the building for the first time or some guys in the building for the first time in a long time. So it was a good, a good day to be out there working together. Thanks, Matthew. Appreciate it. Good to see no you. No problem. Likewise. Next question, Mike Reese, followed by Alan Siegel. Matthew, great to see you. How are you? Likewise, Mike. I'm well. How are you? Hey, I really uh, appreciated the remarks on the mental health panel that you did. I tuned into that, and I just wanted to tell you, you. I really, really enjoyed listening to you on that. That was great. Thanks a lot. Thanks for for doing that. No problem. Um, You guys are coming to the end of the off-season program. Um, From your standpoint you know why was this important for the team what did you accomplish what are you feeling um you know as you sort of wrap this up yeah you know i think uh for us this is the case with a lot of teams but um we've experienced a lot of change over the last couple of years and certainly last year there was a lot of change when you talk about personnel um but just dealing with covid i think the routine of the football calendar year was thrown off. So it's been good for us to be able to get in the building as we try to integrate new players, new coaches into our system to be able to spend time together face-to-face, build relationships, uh, because I really feel like that's an important part of what we do is the relationship aspect. So to do that, and then obviously get guys familiar with our system, the way we do things on the field and off the field, and just get them acclimated. So um, that's been good. I think it's been helpful for the guys that have been here. Uh, I think we've gotten better as a result, and hopefully it sets us up to have a you know, successful training camp. Uh, next question, Alan Siegel, followed by uh, Mike Giardi. Thanks, Dace. Hi, Matthew. How are you doing? I'm well, Alan. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. You know, to to expand a little bit of what Mike was just talking about, last year, obviously, you had all the COVID protocols and things and weren't able to build the foundation, as you know, in your, in your long career, that the foundation at this time of the year is important going forward. So how much different is it and how important is it to build the foundation that you're getting this year 
into a possible bridge to success as, as the training camp and the season rolls around? Yeah, I think it's very important. Um, and look, I, I still understand that this offseason was unique and presented some unique challenges, but I think um, the guys that were here took advantage of an opportunity for us to work together, um, spend time together, and, and put down some, hopefully, some good foundational blocks to move forward. Um, just have, it's just, you know, makes a world of difference. You talk about, let's talk about rookies, for them to be here get acclimated, understand what it looks like to be a pro, understand the expectations that are going to be placed upon them, uh, learn the men that they're going to be working alongside and, and just, you know, that whole bit. So I think um, there's so many things about having an off-season program that are beneficial, though I feel like um, there's multiple ways of thinking about the off-season, as we've seen, and I respect everyone's opinion on that. I do think that there's some beneficial aspects to having the offseason, uh, especially for this football team that are going to give us a chance to, you know, hopefully have a, a more successful season than the one we had last year. And you, you have always loved the game of football, obviously, and have had good success at it. With all of this missing last year, for you personally, do you feel a new excitement because now you're back to doing what you love doing and, and doing it in, in the right way that you're used to? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think for me, you know, last year presented so many challenges and it really made you learn to appreciate the things that you have both on the field and off the field. Um, and I certainly have a greater appreciation for coming out here and grinding in the offseason. And as an older player, too, you know, every offseason you look at, it, it could be your last one. So um, I'm appreciative of of us being able to have some sort of normalcy again and get back into a routine to be out there working alongside my brothers, trying to get better, trying to work towards a common goal. So yeah, that, that perspective is, is, a, is fresh. Now um, you approach this thing with a lot of gratitude and just happy to do what I do for a living. Thanks, Matthew. Hopefully get a chance to see you guys in person soon. Yeah, let's hope so. I'm Mike Giardi followed by Chris Casper. Hey Matthew, good to see you. Uh Likewise, Mike. Year 14, um, when you look back, as I know you often go kind of like uh, self-evaluation during the offseason, did you ever think here you would be stepping into year 14? Like when did that sort of become a reality for you? Like, hey, I, I'm going to have a long, long career in the NFL. Well, I certainly never thought I'd play this long. Um, and every year I, I've just been grateful to have another opportunity to be a part of this team. Um, I, I've never let myself get to the point where I feel like, okay, I've made it or we're going to have a chance to do this. It still doesn't feel real at times. Um, you know, the good Lord has really blessed me. He's given me, you know, great people to support me, great trainers and uh, people to take care of my body and to preserve me. So all the credit goes to him. He, he decided that this was the plan for my life, that my life was going to take, and I'm certainly grateful for it. And to be able to say I'm playing, you know, year 14, I feel like I can actually look my dad in the eye and say, yeah, I, I played in the NFL too. So uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, and just kind of shifting gears, this offseason was very unusual for the team, never mind how the season ended. But just in terms of the money spent and all the additions in free agency, I know fans got crazy about it. How do you, as someone who's been around for this long, how did you view the offseason and all the additions the team made? 
Well, you know, it was, it was an exciting time because I think we acquired some fantastic football players, but more importantly, we, we got some great men uh, that are going to be great assets to our locker room. Uh, but, you know, I, I understand just as well as anyone else that spending money doesn't equal results. Uh, for us, it's going to be about coming together, executing, respecting the process of trying to get better, of trying to work with one another and, uh, and winning each and every day. So uh, it is exciting uh, to an extent, but excitement only gets you so far. At some point, you have to go out there and work and earn it and prove it. Thank you. No problem. And three final questions uh, for Matthew. We're going to start with uh, Chris Gasper for Bought Ian Steel. Matthew, great to see you. Always great to talk with you. I hope you're doing well. Same Likewise, with the family. Chris. Likewise, Thank you. Thank you. I uh, just want to ask you, as the NFLPA player representative, obviously the PA was giving some different guidance this offseason on OTAs, and there were teams that negotiated with their coaches to change things in terms of the process. I look at the Miami Dolphins with Flo down there, and they did stuff with sandals on. Uh, did you have any negotiations with Bill or as the player council with Bill? And have you guys done anything differently leading up to the mandatory mini camp in terms of process or protocols? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if you guys know this. I stepped down from that post last year because I felt like it was time to get some young guys more involved. So, you know, Joe Tooney, Joe Cardona, James White um, have been serving in that role over the last year. Though I've been involved, uh, I've tried to stay kind of behind the scenes. And But, you know, I, I think that what we're seeing this offseason is, uh, is people starting to – kind of rethink this whole offseason format uh, for better or for worse. And I think there's going to continue to be a lot of dialogue moving forward as far as what's best for our players, but also what's best for our clubs. And in my opinion, it's going to, it's going to take compromise from both sides. And we've seen some of that this year. Um, I think we've, we've done a good job of working and managing our situation as well. And, and look, every team is different. Every player feels differently about this issue. Every organization feels differently about this issue. And I don't know if there's a right or wrong way to look at it, but I do believe that everyone should, should be able to keep an open mind and work towards you know, common ground, which is gonna enable us to really put a great product on the field, but most importantly, keep our players safe and healthy and, and keep this game successful. So what that looks like, you know, we can sit here all day and, and go back and forth on, well, we need to be doing this or we don't need to be doing that. I don't know that anyone has the the exact answer for that. Um, I am proud of the leadership at our union for speaking up and advocating for players. It's been nice to see clubs listening to their players and working alongside their players. Um, but you know what, look, the, the NFL landscape is changing what we need to do is make sure, number one, we're keeping our players safe and healthy and setting them up in the best ways possible to have long, successful careers. And then we also need to preserve the game and the integrity of the game, the way the game is played, uh, the product that's on the field on Sundays, because ultimately no one's bigger than the game and we want to see that be at its best. So I don't have answers for that. Um, that's why they pay some people big bucks and, and, you know, JC Treader and the executive committee, they've done a great job. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Thank you. And two final questions, uh, Ian Steele and Phil Perry. 
Hey, Matthew, kind of going off of that last comment that you had, why did you step down from the PA uh, as the spokesperson for the Patriots? And how have you seen uh, the guys who have stepped into your role, as you mentioned, uh, Joe Tooney and James White? And I missed that last, uh, the third guy that you mentioned, but how have they kind of stepped in and what have you seen from them in that role? Yeah, Ian, great question. You know, I think there comes a point in time where you serve in certain capacities and you kind of just feel like, uh, you know, my time has kind of run its course. And for me, I served in that role for nine years. And I know that, you know, I'm closer to the end of my career than I am to the beginning. So I think it's important that young guys take ownership and, and understand the uh, the way that this league operates, the business side of this league, uh, the player safety side of this league. You know, we want, we want our young men to be educated and to be involved and to really take ownership in what they're doing. So I felt, you know, the Lord telling me, okay, it's, it's time for you to step aside uh, in this role. Um, you know, I thought about it. I talked to some of the leadership at the union and I felt like it was a good time for me to step away. I think those young men have done a great job of learning on the fly. You talk about a unique year last year with some of the things that they had to, to navigate and some of the decisions that needed to be made as far as, uh, you know, COVID protocols and stuff like that. And I think, you know, Tooney, Cardona, uh, Brandon Copeland and James White, they all did a great job. Um, you know, B. Cope had had experience as a rep and an alternate. Cardona's had experience here as an alternate. Um, James and Joe really stepped up. So I think it's good to see young players take ownership, to be informed and educated about the league and um, the direction that it's headed and to, to understand the ins and outs of it. Uh, because the more we know, the better we're going to be when you talk about uh, the union and player and, and membership. So, uh, yeah, I just felt it was time. Um, I think it was the right decision for me and the right decision for our team. And uh, last question, Phil Perry and Brian Hoyer is next. Hey, Matthew, how are you, man? Great, Phil. How are you? Doing great. I, I believe this is our first chance getting to chat with you since uh, Julian Edelman announced that he would be retiring. And uh, I know you two guys were close, are close. And so um, just wanted to get your thoughts on on him deciding to to hang him up, but also um ask you how the team replaces not necessarily everything he, he brought to the field but maybe some of the things that he brought to your team uh from an attitude perspective yeah um glad you asked that phil um first of all i mean i think you guys all know covering julian and i over the last uh 12 years or so how how much i love him as a brother as a friend what he means to my family you know, I, I can't really put that into words in, in the short time that we have here together, but I'm so proud of him and everything that he's accomplished in his great career here. I think he's one of the all-time great Patriots. Um, he means the world to me. His friendship is, is something that you know, I value above all things. So I, I hope that Patriots Nation continues to celebrate him and look back on his career with fondness and gratitude because he gave us a lot of great memories in Patriots uniform. I think when you talk about what he brought to this team, look, there's not going to be another Julian Edelman that comes through here. So he was so unique. His DNA was one of one, the toughness, the intensity, uh, the ability to compete at a high level when the game was on the line. 
I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like it. So when you talk about guys trying to step up and fill that void, I think it's key that they just be themselves. I mean, that, you know, this organization has had players that have come through here, starting with Tom and others, that you just don't replace. And you don't try to be that guy. You just got to be yourself. So, look, we need guys to be tough. We need guys to be accountable. When the time is right, we need guys to be vocal and try to encourage their teammates to bring that, their game to a different level. But they've got to do it their way. They can't try to do it like Julian did because there's only one Julian. So uh, I'm excited to see uh, who steps up, how guys lead. I think, again, young guys need to start taking ownership of this football team uh, because the old guard only has so much time here left. So I look forward to seeing that next wave of uh, that next generation of leaders and men who are really going to take ownership of this team. But uh, you, know, you talk about Julian, man, uh, what a career he had. Uh, I still remember when he was drafted out of Kent State as a quarterback and came in here with his buzz cut, looking like a square, looking like me, actually. And now he's Mr. GQ. So shout out GQ. I, I hope he sees this. I look forward to watching him and seeing what he does moving forward. Thank Thanks you, Matt. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Brian Fleer right. is next.